Hello and welcome to the All Rookie Podcast. Today is November 13th, 2023, and I'm your host, William Harris, aka William is Bill. Back with you today on another great episode to talk about our NBA rookies. It's week three of the regular season, and we had some standout performances, some great performances, some movie, rookies moving up the ladder as far as our top rookies of the week. And we have a nice little list for you guys, so let's get straight to it like it's nothing to it. Actually, but first, though, you know, every week I go over how many rookies have at least scored one point. Thus far, we're at 46 rookies have scored one point now throughout week three. So it keeps growing every week. Still at 17, that's averaging five or more. But it's great to see more rookies getting in the game. All right. Top rookies for week three. Of course, we have to start off again with the dominant Victor Wembanyama. He's killing it out there, proving all the doubters wrong, if there were any other than me. But, I mean, you really cannot hate on Victor Wembanyama at all. It's going to be like a <laughs> um, a, a rotating clock with him every week. I'm thinking he's going to be top one or maybe two every week. Uh, but I'm just loving his game. How can you not watch him and be a fan? He's affecting the game in every asset, uh, offensively, defensively. And, you know, even if you're trying to drive to the lane, you have second thoughts because he can block just about everything. He's blocking three-pointers, uh, having the clutch gene. You know, we talked about last week how against Phoenix, he had that 38-10 and 10 point game and was going head-to-head with Kevin Durant. So in week three, you know, he's had a great week, averaging around 18 points, 10 boards two blocks doing it all once again uh he had a 21 uh, he had a 13.10 rebound game 14 and 9 29 and 9 29 points nine rebounds with four assists and four blocks in that one game that's an incredible game most nba players don't have that as their best game for the season he's in week 3 of his not just of the season of his whole career 29 9 4 and, and and one steal in addition to that, and four blocks. That was against the Timberwolves. So he was playing against his mentor, Rudy Gobert, in that game. And Gobert is the defensive player of the year. So, I mean, think about that. So if he can do it against Rudy, he can do it against anybody. And then he followed it up against Miami with 18, 11 rebounds, and seven assists. So some games he has low assists, but other games he has high assists. He's just... Kind of experimenting, you know, they have Jeremy Sohan running point guard. I see people saying, what is Pop doing? Sohan is not a point guard. Pop is not playing for this year to win a championship. He's trying to develop his players. So Sohan learning the point guard role right now is going to help Victor, going to help Sohan become better players. And when Victor gets a true, true, true point guard in there, imagine if he had Chris Paul like five years ago. I mean, look out. So Best believe that's going to be on the top of their list, getting a great point guard to go along with him. But we're seeing dominance with Trey Jones and Sohan out there. So a lot to look up to. You know, I've gotten some comments on Victor. How is he translating? How is it working so well? You know, it's kind of becoming spread around the NBA about his hard work and dedication. We saw it in the summer league in the offseason before he was drafted his work ethic, you know, he could have sat out at the end of the year. His team was playing for something, but still, he could have sat out. He did not have to play. He played, continued to play in the offseason. He did not have to play in the summer league. He played, 
And now from the summer league to preseason, which he played, <laughs> and, you know, just the tape, the dedication, uh, they're saying it's like no other. And we still out. Like I said, he has a clutch gene. And Rudy Gobert, in a quote, also said he can't even imagine how he's going to evolve because of how good he has been thus far. And it's about his mindset, how he studies the game that makes him different than most rookies. In addition to already how unique he is for his size. And, you know, he doesn't have to work as hard. You know, think about Shaq. He's admitted he was so big and dominant. He didn't feel he had to work so hard and study so hard in practice. Victor is doing that as well as already being uh, a unicorn out there that's almost impossible to guard. And on top of that, he's working hard. And on top of that, he's got Coach Popovich, one of the greatest coaches of all time, helping him out. So coaching him, leading the way, telling him where to be. He has every asset to succeed, and I think he will continue to do this all year. And, I mean, I'm rooting for the young man. I'm rooting for him. That's all I can say. But next on the list, we have Asar Thompson. He has had a great third week. He's had a great rookie season. If there's no Victor Wimbanyama, Asar Thompson will be, mm, he'd be up there for rookie of the year. But we do have Victor Wimbanyama. But still, Asar Thompson has been a, if you play fantasy in category leagues, he's been a darling for you. He's been great in points leagues as well. But in week three, he's had a 16.7 rebound game with four steals. That's crazy. That's the thing. It's his defense is carrying his whole game. You got to love it. Sometimes he'll have games like where he has six points, which is the next game, but he had 15 rebounds, three assists, and a block. Next game, 12 points, 13 rebounds, four assists, three blocks. That's a double-double with three blocks for the 6-7 guard. And he had a 9.16 rebound game with one block. And once again, he is still leading all rookies in rebounds averaging 10 rebounds per game as a 6-7 pocket knife, <laughs> whatever you want to call him. Uh, but All-Star Thompson has been tremendous. And, you know, I mentioned him being the leader in rebounds. Victor is the leader in points with 20. All-Star rebounds with 10. Keontae George with assist with around 5. Victor with blocks with 2.6. All-Star Thompson with steals, 1.3. And All-Star Thompson in minutes, around 32. So, I can't say enough about All-Star Thompson. Tremendous rookie season thus far. Number two. And it was really close with number two and number three because I've been getting feedback that I'm leaving Chet Holmgren off the list because I say he's not a rookie. He's a second-year player, but he's technically a rookie according to the NBA because he did not play his first year, even though that has gained him some advantages. But we won't get into that. Let's just go to number three, Chet Holmgren. (laughs) But he's playing tremendous this year as well. Uh, He's averaging 15.7 boards, two and a half steals, and two and a half blocks in week three. And he has some nice performances. First game, 16 points, 12 boards, three blocks, 15 and seven with three blocks, 12 and seven with a block, 18.6 boards, four assists, and two blocks. So He's doing it all for OKC, and they're on a winning team, doing trying to do great things. I'm loving the way his game is progressing. He's not been as flashy as Victor um, in some ways, but he's truly going out there being more of a traditional big, and we wouldn't have expected that for him if he was able to play last year because he was so skinny. He has gained 20 pounds in the year from his technically rookie year to his sophomore year. 
So I think he has an advantage there, but you cannot knock anything he's doing on the court. Uh, I'm excited to see more from Victor. Number four, we have a riser on the list, Jordan Hawkins for the New Orleans Pelicans. That's because the Pelicans have had some injuries, as they do every year. We know C.J. McCollum is out. Uh, Trey Murphy is out. Zion missed a couple games. Brandon Ingles missed a couple games. So that has allowed Jordan Hawkins, the rookie from UConn, to get some minutes. And, I mean, he's played every game this season. In week three, he had the biggest game of his life, (laughs) his career in the NBA, with 31 points, seven boards, three assists, and one steal. That's unexpected from Jordan Hawkins right there. He's a lights-out shooter. Reminds me of Ray Allen when he was in college. But to come in and score 31 points in your seventh game of the NBA, incredible. So I, I love that for him. And I like that now he's doing other things as well. You know, like I said, seven rebounds. You don't expect that from a shooting guard. He also had another seven rebound game this week. But the second game, 14 points, not many other stats. That's what you expect. But the next game, 14 points, seven boards, and two steals. That means he's been working on his craft. And in the last game, 10 points, two boards, two assists. So Jordan Hawkins, lights out shooter for the Pelicans. I just hope he continues to get minutes when everyone is healthy. Um, Herb Jones has missed some games as well. So there's been a lot of people out of the lineup. But I'm glad that has allowed Jordan Hawkins to show what he can do. Number five, Jaime Jaquez. I don't think he was on the list first or second week. But this week, he has propelled into the top ten not just 10, he's fifth. Jaime Jaquez from the Miami Heat uh, had a nice week with nine points and two boards and one steal the first game, 11 points, two steals in the second game. But here's the kicker right here, third game of the week, 20 points, three boards, four assists, one steal. That came out of nowhere, but Miami's had some injuries as well. Uh, Jimmy Butler's been out. Caleb Martin's been out. A lot of guys. So uh, Kyle Lowry got banged up last game as well. So that allowed Jaime Jaquez to come in there, fill a role, and he played very, very well. That's clearly his best game of the year. And his last game of the week, 11 points, six boards, three assists, three steals, and one block. So I'm glad to see Jaime getting some run. Uh, This is the perfect scenario for him. Um, He couldn't have landed in a better spot. You know, this is a perfect place for him to develop all season. I don't think anyone thought he'd be thrown into the fire this early, but as a experienced college player i think he was a junior or a senior he can come into this situation and know what to do he's not like a deer in headlights so Jaime Jaquez has done well 22 years old for the miami heat this week number six marcus sasser came in with a boom to end the last week and the beginning of this week he kept it going but his first game was seven points and four assists and one steal but that second game 26 points six boards two assists and one steal for marcus sasser He's had some, that's his second 20 plus point game, and he had a 19 point game as well. So when he's scoring, he lights it up. Uh, he called him a microwave scorer, uh, but he also can go cold at times as well. The next game, nine points, four assists, solid. And his final game of the week, five points, six assists, and one steal. So uh, you can tell it's fluctuating, but given the perfect role, perfect opportunity, Marcus Sasha can show he can light up the scoreboard. And he's been a tremendous pick for the Pistons as far uh, for a late first-round pick. So I'm loving it. Number seven, Keontae George. And he was close to Sasser, but Sasser's 20-plus point performance put him over the top. Uh, but Keontae George is truly impressive. He recently got his first start of the season. 
He's came in and took uh, Taylor Horton Tucker's role. I think he's taken uh, Colin Sexton's role uh, and just coming out looking excellent out there. And like I said, still, he's not doing those Marcus Sasser ceiling games, bam, right away, but he's doing everything else with the slow rise, and that's got him into the starting lineup. First game of the week, five points, four assists. Second game, seven points, nine assists. That's what's that's what we like to see in the third game. Seven points, eleven assists, and a block. So he like I said, he's leading the rookies in uh assist. And this is a guy that was a combo guard in college. You knew he could play a little point, a little two. Which one was he gonna be? Uh I felt he would be more like the Donovan Mitchell role, but the Utah has him playing point guard, and that's allowing his assist to go through the roof. And they have a lot of great players to get him the ball as well. So uh, I mean, a lot of guys to finish plays. You know, they have the bigs, Kessler, even though he's hurt right now, Laurie Markinen, John Collins. He threw John Collins an amazing assist, and John Collins just slammed all over Bismack Biombo. That was Keontae George that threw that pass. So if you saw any highlights, you saw Keontae George inadvertently. <laughs> Number eight, we got Bilal Koulibaly for the Wizards. Great week. First game, 10 points, three boards in the block. Second game, six points. Third, 10 points and one steal. I mean, one assist. But that last game of the week, that's when Bilal Koulibaly truly showed you what he can do and why the Wizards selected him so high. 20 points, seven boards, three assists, and four steals. So 27, three, and four. That's filling the stat sheets right there. That's the All-Star Thompson type of game right there. So that is what the Wizards saw in Bilal Koulibaly. And once again, he's 19 years old, six foot six full of potential, raw in some ways, but dynamic in other ways. Bilal Kulabali, look out. Hopefully this will open up a window for him to play more. This was the game he played with the most minutes of his career thus far, 33. Normally he's playing around 25 minutes per game. So let's keep those minutes up, Washington. I want to see more of Bilal Kulabali getting opportunities because clearly he can do what Osar Thompson is doing in some form or fashion. It might not be as good, but as we can see from that game right there against Brooklyn, it could be close. It could be close. It's worth playing. Next, number nine, Brandon Miller from the Hornets. He's dropped down a little bit, but that's okay. He still had two games with a lot of minutes, but he had 13 points and five boards the first game, 12 and two assists and two blocks the second game. But the last game, 11 points, three rebounds, nothing else. So, uh, But Brandon Miller still, you know, as a rookie, Getting a lot of minutes, you're going to have ups and downs, but he's been pretty solid, pretty consistent this season. Just no uh, big, big time performance. He had one 20 plus point game earlier in the season. I could, I expect another one next week, but Miles Bridges is coming back too. So um, look out for Brandon Miller. His production could stay the same or it could drop a little bit with Miles Bridges coming back, taking some minutes from him because Gordon Hayward's been playing so well. Then you have Miles Bridges coming back. And then right now, Terry Rozier is out. He'll be back, too. So Brandon Miller could be cut to a low-minute role. Right now, he's averaging over 20 minutes per game. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, he's, he's averaging about 30 minutes per game. So that could go down to 20 real quick. We'll see what happens. Number 10, Derek Lively from the Dallas Mavs. Solid week. He missed the game. I didn't hear why, um, but he played the next game. So I think he's all right. But first game, 10 points, five boards, and a block, and a steal. Second game, like I said, he missed that one. Third game, six points, four boards, and a block. 
last game, 10 points and two blocks. So uh, when he gets the minutes, like early in the month, he had uh, two double-doubles thus far this season. But when the minutes are a little bit lower, the production's a little bit lower. So we want to see more from Derek Lively. But right now, Dwight Powell is still hanging around there getting minutes. But Derek Lively is doing what we expected, filling the role, being that lob threat for uh, Luca and Kyrie. And it's going to probably be similar to this all year, and you'll have some big, big rebound games. But for the most part, around the whole 10 points, five rebounds, I think that's going to be steady for Lively, unless he fully takes over that starting role. So that's the top 10. Let me go over one more time. Victor Wimbayama, Asar Thompson, Chet Holmgren, Jordan Hawkins at four, Jaime Jaquez, Marcus Sasser, Keontae George at seven, Bilal Koulibaly at eight, Brandon Miller at nine, Derek Lively at 10. I got to give a shout out to Kaysen Wallace. He had a solid week with his last game. Not much uh, stats there, <laughs> um, but, you know, he was close, but didn't quite make it. He had a 14-point game. He had a four-steal game, but he would have been 11th. Um, and Julian Strahler, got to give him a shout-out, had a big 21-point game. Anthony Black has gotten some big minutes in week three. Not too much of a crazy performance, but play solid. Play some awesome defense out there. So shout-out to Anthony Black, and I hope to see more from him. Now, I also have to get a shout-out to the rookies. The G League has started, and we've had some tremendous performances from the G League players. As to be expected, a lot of these players could be getting minutes in the NBA right now, but they're having to ride the bench. So I get to give a shout-out to Oscar Tshiboy, undrafted rookie from the Pacers, dominant in college, came in in his first G League game, 33 points and 23 rebounds. You heard me right. 23 rebounds, 33 points for an undrafted big man uh, for the Pacers. And he's on the Mad Ants uh, G League team. If Miles Turner gets hurt, look out for Oscar Tshiba. I think he deserves some minutes, but we will see what happens. But that's a great performance for Oscar Tshiba. Uh, Trace Jackson Davis had a 28.12 rebound game. Uh, he's with the Warriors. Uh, Jordan Miller, late second round pick as well, 21 points and three blocks. Imani Bates, everyone's looking to see Imani Bates. He's had a couple of good games this season. He had a 29.6 rebound game for G League, uh, Cavaliers G League squad, the charge. Jalen Wilson, Brooklyn Nets, barely drafted, but he was 33 points, 10 boards. And this is a guy I had as a first-round pick. He fell 30 picks lower than he should have. Tremendous performance for Brooklyn's Long Island G League squad. Uh, Gigi Jackson lighting it up. Two great performances. Had a 25-point game and a 33-point game. Gigi Jackson is ready to go right now. People said, draft him, draft him, because if he came back to college, he'd probably be a top-five pick the next year. So the Grizzlies could possibly have a guy that's a top-five talent in next year's draft, already on their squad, already dominating in the G League. They have a hole at the four and the five in Memphis. Get that man on the team. Uh, next, Terquavion Smith, undrafted. I had him as an early second-round pick, undrafted from NC State. Very similar to Marcus Sasser in some ways, but he had a 37-point game with eight boards, lighting it up for uh, Philadelphia's G League squad. Marquise Noel, last but not least, undrafted uh, rookie. 
for Toronto Raptors G League squad had a almost a triple double 19 points 13 assists and nine rebounds and he was solely not drafted because he is short <laughs> he's like five nine five ten but everything else is tremendous with Marquise Noel so I just want to give you an update on the rookies in the G League as well because when they get an opportunity they're letting you know that they are ready to play um some may not get it but some will because there's been a lot of injuries already this season and those rookies will be ready. Uh, like I say, Monty Bates, a lot of those guys, they're ready to go right now. I can't wait to see it. So that was your week three recap. Anybody I miss out on, anybody you want to hear about, I'm loving your feedback. Thank you all for supporting and watching the show and listening to the podcast. Subscribe once again to the All Rookie Podcast hosted by myself, William Harris, a.k.a. William is Bill. Until next time, I'm out of here. Peace.